it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm so excited about Christmas. Christmas. Wait, why are you coming? Dude, it's don't coming. scowl at me when I'm I say not Christmas. Scowling. I'm you're, smiling. Hey, you know what? You're a Christmas. Smiling's hater. my favorite. You're a Christmas hater. I love Christmas. You, all you've been doing for the last month is blistering people I just with anti-Christmas comments. Hey, I'm just pro-Advent. Hey, baby. you know what? You know what? Last week, last week, you dropped right at the end of our show. You're like, it's not. Christmas normally, yet. you say stuff like, "God bless you all and have a beautiful be, life." Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let, let me finish. Let me finish. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bless you all, and I hope your families have a beautiful. And no, you got super crank crank and went. I was just. I hate Christmas. It's, it's not, not Christmas. Christmas. To be pro Advent is not to be anti Christmas. Wow. <laughs> they are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> In fact, I would argue, my dear people, that to be pro Advent is to be extremely pro Christmas. So I'll just say this I like Christmas better than all of you. You know what? We're just going to listen to the Wade so Bowen Christmas album. So take, and just, <laughs> just, so take that. Well. Now, this is airing on, uh, on the 22nd. Uh, on December 22nd, so it's not Christmas yet. But my guess is many of you maybe don't listen. Unfortunately, you don't listen as soon as the podcast comes out. Uh, so you might be uh, listening to this after Christmas. So if you're listening to this after Christmas, Merry Christmas. And if you're <laughs> listening to this before Christmas, don't say Merry Christmas to anyone. <laughs> happy Advent. A blessed and continued uh, happy uh, <laughs> Advent. Yeah, but Advent is a time. It's a time of waiting. Mm-hmm. Right? Patience, people. Just comfort, chill out. Comfort, chill out. We're saying, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Not Emmanuel has come. Let's all, like, he's coming. He's, he's, he's arriving. arriving. Show up. Anyway, I get a bad rap, and it's not, it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to make Advent great again. Yes. yes. <laughs> Making hats. <laughs> And they're they're making be, purple hats. And they're going to be blue. They're going to be blue. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why blue? Why not purple? Oh, purple. Yeah, for Advent. Yeah. Make Advent great again. <laughs> All right. We're gonna, wow. You said. <laughs> and it would be the same, the same, like, you know, make America great again. It'd be the M-A-G-A, you know? It's the same. It is. That's why. Make I Advent great again. That's make even it. better. So I'm like, coming for you, President Trump. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking Admin MAGA back. MAGA back. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh my dear. gosh! But anyway, it is Advent, and uh, <laughs> it's been a good one. It's been a good one. We had our parish feast day, our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, and it's just it's just going well. We're ready. Sc- We're ready for school Christmas. School is over, brother. Yeah. We're ready for we're we're geared up for Christmas. What are you doing for Christmas? Oh well, I just came back off my since silent retreat. I was on my five day silent since you're closed. Yeah, I, I every St. year John Catholic Student Center, the the only parish in the United States that closes. <laughs> I mean, who else am I going to cover? It is true. You serve well, the you Newman, serve college students. The Newman Center to you closes that's because true. all the students disappear. That's true. And any student that's in town goes to a local parish. Dude, I had a, a great uh, five-and-a-half-day silent retreat. Really? Yeah. I highly recommend everybody to go on a silent retreat sometime. I went down to Claiborne, Texas, and just— Not everybody has the ability. This is where I think sometimes people, like, dog—we get—priests get dogged on because they're like, well, I'm sorry, I don't have— 
sorry, you didn't, I can't, uh, you know, leave my five children and uh-huh. my spouse to just go away for five days. Well, what would you say to people like that? What do they? What no, should they do? Some some people can't go away for five days. Some, but what what do they do? Are they just they're just out of luck? Well, if you're no, they're not out of luck. One of the things you can do is there's a, like St. Ignatius has these, the, they're called like the 19 annotations, which is the 30 day silent retreat for, uh, for the people. Uh-huh. And, and so you could create a little like retreat in your car. We actually did. We're doing this at the parish. It's called Retreat in Daily Life. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's it's, a, the, it's the uh, spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius spread out over many, many weeks. Yeah, sure. That's it. So, so there's options. Yeah, if you have if options. you have the opportunity, I I need it. I need it just to get away. You're good at you're good at like going away and getting off the grid. Oh, I love it. This this place I went to this uh, ranch out in the middle of nowhere. There's a house out there, a family house, and it's just like it's not. It's like 40 miles from a town, and so it's just beautiful to like you know to to be able to sleep. Pray, exercise, eat, mm-hmm. do my you know five holy hours a day. You know, go out and cut cedar trees, and just work on the ranch and like mend fence here and there, and just do stuff. Literally with, with, mending fences or figuratively? No, 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 mending fences. Like you just, call people that yeah, you're yeah. mad at. Yeah, and yeah. You mend, you mend fences, and then you run into cactus. Oh my gosh, I ran into a cactus. Like you know those like little bitty cactus. It's nice down in Texas, and you don't realize they're a little the, bitty, but. And it mm. was ferocious. Oh, they pack a punch. I had needles in me. It's pretty awful, dude. Pretty stinging Did awful. Did you take pictures of that? Be... I, I didn't. I was embarrassed that I was uh, picking needles out of my body. Oh. Any, anywho, so I, uh, if you have Speaking time. Speaking of embarrassment, let's talk more about, about you. Oh. I'm just kidding. No, if you have time, take like, the, um, take like the readings each day and spend time with the readings or maybe find uh, a holy image for Advent slash Christmas because mm. it is the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray with the O antiphons. You, you can create, every person can create like a little retreat in preparation for December 25th and And, and the season of Christmas. This is another, another, just another, just something to keep in mind that Christmas obviously is December 25th. Yep. A lot of times on December 26th, people are like, all right. Christmas, good job. Pack it up, pack Let's it in. Pack it up. We have a season of Christmas. Yeah. Uh huh. It goes for for several weeks after. Uh, so at least go up until Epiphany, which is January sixth. At least. At least. Um, okay, Father Carey, I have a I have a question. I. This was oh, posed to me. Oh no. By a small child in my <laughs> parish. Really? He's 25. No, I'm just <laughs> small, uh, small child. So I was talking to uh, some of our second graders the other day okay. who uh, are preparing for their first Holy Communion, who have uh, uh, just recently did their uh, their first confessions, first uh-huh. reconciliation. Awesome. Whoa. Awesome. And uh, so I said, okay, any, any, any other questions about going to confession? <laughs> so thinking that they heard that whole statement, that they would, if there were any questions, they would be about confession. Sure okay. enough... After it was all over, a uh, little guy walks up and he says, what does God look like? What does God look like? What does God look like? And I think it's a question, I mean, obviously that this little guy had, but I think it's a question that a lot of people really struggle with. You know, so we're, we are, we're a sensory people. Uh, we use... It's one of the best things about being Catholic, right? We use the we use the five senses to uh, to worship God. Okay, 
But then I think some people have a hard time because God, you can't see God. That if God really wanted to, I think some people would say this, if God really yeah. wanted to you know, make himself known, we would be able to see him, like I'm sitting here talking to you. Why isn't he visible? What does what does God look like? What would you say? Well, I I, uh, I basically I, this little kid I I like I tripped him uh-huh. and then I ran away because <laughs> I didn't want to answer it. You, you know Zach Esposito, who's also a small child. Uh, <laughs> no, just beat you up. He will. He's won a couple time national champion yeah. in wrestling. He would whoop me. You know he. Uh, you know just kind of like mentioned something very similar a couple. I don't know a couple months ago. He he asked a question like, "Why is it?" That there's pictures of an old man God, so something very similar. Like, yes. How do we know? How do we know this? Okay. So I, that's I, maybe that's a good starting point of why is there a painting of an old man? Yeah. Father? What's up with that? Well, we'll get to that. We'll have to circle back around. Uh, okay. As a, as a Byzantine in iconography, you're prohibited from uh, painting God the Father. Because no one has ever seen the face of the Father and what? What's the four-letter word? And live. And live. No one has ever seen the face of the Father and live. So we don't know what God the Father looks like. So to draw him with an old beard, an old gray beard, an old white beard like I have, not currently but in the past, would then propose to us that God is just an old man and maybe he's got Alzheimer's. I don't want to be irreverent. But that's like all that data comes with it. all those data points like, okay, if God has an old beard, maybe he can't hear me. Or maybe he's got Alzheimer's and he's forgotten. Or oh. maybe he's just grumpy. So all this stuff, sort of baggage comes with it. If you've ever seen, oh, what's the church? Uh, San Clemente in Rome. Yeah, it's a, it. you know, It's a it. church built in the 400s. And the image of God the Father is a hand coming down. Like the Holy Spirit is coming down, but also there's this, the hand of God. The, so no, no face. No, 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 no face. face, just hands. Yeah, and it's not the left hand; it's the right hand of God coming down. Ooh. Yeah. So all those images, so one is not permitted to in iconography to uh, produce the. Uh, there's all these rules that we we follow in 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 Byzantine Orthodox iconography. Uh, and so one of them is uh, producing the image of God, uh, God the Father, uh, in general, or as an old man. I, well, okay, let's go back. Like, what, so what does God look like? Well, I mean, you go back to the book of Genesis, right? And God is creating. He's creating everything out of nothing. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are creating stuff. They're creating, but know, there's the, in there. There's no no description. There's no description of. What, of we're just told he that he creates. Yeah, like in in uh, in Genesis one, uh, at the very beginning, there's a spirit that comes down upon the raw waters. Boom, and it comes down and it starts giving life to everything. Then then with the second thing we we hear is, is about these things of like the breath, the ruah, like God breathes into ruah. this formless matter, this clay, uh, and puts life into it and then puts himself into it. He puts it he, he creates this Adam, Adam, every man in his own image and likeness. You know, you can go to the catechism and kind of kind You of hear look. these pages turning, it's my Bible. Oh, I thought that was your journal. Dear diary. Uh, <laughs> Father Carey was mean to me again. For the 15th time this week. And, and so as we see this 
uh, this line that says in Genesis uh, chapter one is that too is like God created um, them them in His own image and after His own likeness in the divine image He created them. So what is is God who is pure spirit then creates this spirit in us, which is we call the soul, and gives life to us and animates our bodies and moves us. So we have like God is moving through the garden as he comes to look for Adam and Eve after they have sinned. He comes to look for them. We don't have a description of him. But we do know, so we, we're told that we that that I mean this the scripture, this is Genesis chapter one, um Verse 27, God created man in his image. In the divine image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we're, that may be a start of it. We're told that God, that you and I, human beings, were created in God's image. Mm-hmm. So does God look like us? Does God look like us? No, uh, we look like God. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to somehow reclaim for ourselves with grace. I mean, grace is the only way we're getting back through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And his grace is that we can then again share in that beautiful image and likeness of God. Okay. So yeah, that's that restoration, but we don't, we don't throughout the old Testament. I mean, look at, remember Elijah, what does Elijah see when he looks at God? What does Moses see when he looks at God? A burning he, bush. He goes up the mountain and he sees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, he gives a name. He says, I am who I am. I am the being one, the one who puts everything into motion. Yahweh, he's got a name. Adonai, the Lord, Yashem. He's got a name. He, we never see his face. We never see what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit look like. We know like Elijah, when he's up on the mountain and he hears the gentle whisper. So God is this voice, this intellect that speaks to us and that people can talk back to. And it's not until what? What's the great moment where everything comes kind of uh, to big time? What's that moment? It's called the incarnation. Oh, the incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, the incarnation. The incarnation is is such an incredible moment. It's so important. The incarnation. I mean, that's what we're, you know, one of the things we're celebrating at Christmas is, again, that event that occurs on, what is that, March 25th? The Annunciation. The Annunciation yes. and Incarnation yes. where uh, the, Holy, uh, the angel Gabriel announces to Mary that this event is going to take place and are you in? And she's like... Like Texas Hold'em, I'm all in, and she, Mary's, yeah, Mary's is fiat. the first the first time ever in history where God takes flesh. The second person of the Holy Trinity, who is pure spirit. Until that point. Until that point. Until that, and until that point, the the three persons of the Holy Trinity are pure spirit. Uh, they want they they share this life with us. They give us uh, their image and their likeness, and so we have that. And that's what we're supposed to care for. And then, what? Boom! One of them decides through the plan. Hey guys, this is so uh, we got to save these people. So what are we going to do? They are He's hopelessly like, lost. <laughs> hopelessly lost without without the the whole. 
the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Word taking flesh, we're dunskies. And we're just moseying around in sin and death. Yeah. As we heard in Advent, land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, land beyond the Jordan, those who live in the, in the darkness and the shadows of death, a light has appeared. A light has come to drive away sin and death and slavery. And so that's what happens at that wow. incarnation. And that's what we're, you know, in three days from now on December 25th, that's what we're celebrating is, is this promise at the incarnation that God would come in the flesh and would save his people. So God looks like a baby. Nine pounds, six ounce, <laughs> little baby Jesus. Is that, I mean, that it, it's par- partially what, yeah, what we say. I mean, that God became a man. As a baby. Yes. That's kind of amazing. So <laughs> God looks like a baby. But he also looks, you know, at a certain point in history, and then that baby grew up, that God was a 10-year-old, and then a 15-year-old, and a 20-year-old, and died as a 33-year-old. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of like some of St. Paul's letters. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He's the Son of the invisible the image. Yeah. So that's yeah. So Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Right. That's a that's a very interesting statement. That if something is invisible, then it doesn't have, it wouldn't have an image. But so so there he is. So ah. you, you want to know what the face of God looks like? The face of God is mercy. I mean, that's a, one of those great lines. Like, yeah. The face of God wow. is mercy. And so, it's, what, so what we have in, in Jesus' incarnation and his birth and his growth in life uh, is seeing the visible God. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, an icon. Uh, have you ever... Uh, Tell us about icons. Oh, I love icons. There, there's, this, uh, there's this icon in the Greek Orthodox Cathedral in Denver. Yeah. And as you're, it it's like? a, it's a, if you're ever in Denver, go to the Greek Orthodox Cathedral, go to the icons in the domed cathedral and go to their icon shop and buy some stuff. It is a beautiful, awesome place. It's, it's just right down the road from the Catholic seminary. Anywho, there's this image. And so, uh, I was picking up some vestments there for, uh, for divine liturgy at St. Cyril Methodius in Denver. And w- one of the priests was giving me a tour. And he was showing me the icons. And there's one of St. Benedict in the back, and, you know, kind of those Catholic saints that Orthodox celebrate too. And on the, um, as you're facing the iconostasis, it's in the top right-hand corner. And it's this, uh, these two men robbing the Holy Family. What? So it's Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. And, <laughs> and, the, and the icon, the story goes, the legend goes, is that they were fleeing Herod and going to Egypt. And as they're going along, these two thieves show up. <laughs> and when they show up, they go to rob the Holy Family. And one of the thieves stops him and says, if God ever came in the flesh, he would look like this little baby. And he let them go. Wow. And, and well, the, the legend goes is that was Dismas and that on the cross, then he says to oh. Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He probably said, hey, remember Jesus, that? remember me. Yeah, remember, remember me. Remember, remember me? Remember me? 
I showed dot, mercy. Dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, so this is the Before face. Before I went and robbed some other people. So just look up that look up that icon. It's wow, a, it's a beautiful a, yeah, icon. I've never heard that before. That the, this is the image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, is the image of the invisible God, uh, the firstborn of the dead. So, so we, in the in the scriptures that we have God sort of showing up as a, as like as the burning bush, we have a voice. We, yeah, so as like a voice, the we cloud have, coming down. Yes, um, and then you know as we as we move along, uh, and this is true of the, um, uh, you know like like the way covenant just salvation history like God starts with two people. And then to a larger family, and then to an entire nation, and then to you know the Jews and Gentiles alike, and so that the the God's kingdom sort of expands, and it's also true of God, sort of is is uh, sort of unknown, is sort of nebulous, and 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 but but as as salvation history goes along, it becomes more personal, it becomes more personal, and we get down to. You know, ultimately, what we're celebrating when we celebrate Christmas is the ma- the Mass of Christ. You know, d- how intimate is this relationship that we have with God? You know, can we really see Him? Uh, and we would say yes. We've we we saw Him in history. We saw Him when He b- took on flesh. But then, in, especially in Catholic churches, where where do we see Him? Um. On the cross, we see that on the cross, but then, but then, especially, he's he's made present to us in the Holy Eucharist, and so we see, we can see God again. And not only do we even do we see Him, but something even more intimate than that is we don't just see Him, but we we feed on Him, we feed on Him. I love the image of uh, this is kind of a little just a wonderful Christmas image uh, of Jesus. There's 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 um, sort of le- history would say that like Jesus when Jesus was born in the manger, he was born and they and he was placed in a like in a feeding trough. Oh yeah, main that's what manger. Yeah, manger means like dining was, room and was French. a feeding trough. So right from the beginning, Jesus was meant to be food. Ooh. I love that. I love that image that he was yeah, placed placed in a manger from which animals eat and then later became our food. Oh. It's amazing. That is. Okay, so what does God look like? Well, God God who? The Father, what do you the say? Son, the Holy what Spirit. would you, what do you say to this little second grader? Well, after I tripped him and ran away. <laughs> What do you say to a second grader or a thirty-something-year-old? Yeah, guy? what does God look like? Well, we Jesus says the Father and I are one, and you, so He looks like Jesus. So there, there is this oneness with them. You know, well, right. So part you're of, you're asking me a question. You just uh, impulsively asked me. No, part of so part of this is 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 kind of the mystery of God and the bigness yeah. of God. To say this is what God looks like, and He only looks like this, would not be true. I mean, there there isn't there isn't. Does God look like Jesus? Yes, because Jesus is God. But then, what about God, the Holy Spirit? What does that look like? We we see the dove well, in the scriptures. The dove down. we see in the Pente- of God. Uh, in Acts chapter two, like fire. tongues of fire. Um, but then 
you know, there, there's I think there's also wisdom to the ancient artists who portrayed God as like an old, wise, fatherly figure. I mean, there's a reason they did that, not because anyone had sort of seen that, but because it it sort of had certain attributes of 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 an old, old in the best sense, wise fatherly figure and what do what do old wise fathers look like um With great beards they have big beards and you know and they and they and they sort of pontificate from on high and so that that we've sort of made that into our image what i don't like you see this sometimes like in like political cartoons or stuff like you know and, and it's they have god i mean looking sort of cartoonish and i i hate i hate that Oh, where he's like walking through uh, heaven or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I think we can over sentimentalize it o- as old well. Old set of gray hair. But ultimately, when we say, you know, what what does God look like? Uh, we come back to Christmas, and the reason why Christmas is so dang important. Uh, you mean Advent? Well, no, I mean Christmas. Oh, Christmas! I, because uh, at Christmas we get to see Him. Mm. Like he he took flesh at his at his right, conception. Right. <laughs> But on Christmas, we like, we, I mean, Mary and Joseph first, and the shepherds and the wise men, like they got the first look. Mm-hmm. But we saw God. Let me, let me tell, let me give you a little example about when I meet parents for the very first time. I like meet their kids, and I get to see all the attributes of their kids alive. This awesome. Oh, so you're saying you know college students. You know them well, and then you meet their parents at homecoming or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I'll meet them at an event, or, or I'll, I'll be at um, a wedding for the very first time, and I meet them. And I know these kids' attributes, and I know them, and I hear the stories about the love that these parents have, the sacrifices they're willing to make for their kids. In some cases, you know, a dad ubers so his kid can go through college. Yeah. I was like, what? This is awesome. These great sacrifices they're willing to make to lay down their lives in great love for their children so that their children can have uh, a great future uh, and they can they can go through college and go to engineering. And it's that love. It's like, what does the father look like? The father is love. He looks like love. Because then we see it in his son. You know, we, we hear that that gospel of, of Matthew from a couple of weeks ago where Jesus went up the mountain and everybody brought the sick and the suffering with them. Ooh. And it says, and he had pity on them. And then he healed them and ha- then fed them. So what, is the f- what does God the Father look like? Well, you can, when, when, I, when I have these college students and, and I love meeting their parents, because these are incredible kids. They're incredibly young people. They do great things with big love. And when I meet their parents, I'm overjoyed. And so I'd say, well, what does the father look like? The father looks like the fulfillment of my joy. Like Ooh. all my joy and yeah. my hope is yeah. wrapped up in him. Because as I, you know, Jesus has this obsession with the father. The father and I are one. I'm going to the father. You're coming to the father. Jesus, well, don't go too fast to the father. All along to the gospel of John, he's about the father, the father, the father, the father, the father. And how do we come to know the father and to love the father is through his son. 
the image of the invisible God. So when we pray, even as, as Catholics, so often at the Mass or informally, at the end of the prayer, we say, you know, we ask this through, through Christ our Lord. So we're, asked, we're talking to the Father through his Son. Yeah, every Eucharistic prayer yeah. is it's, directed not towards the community. Right. It's not about the congregation. Right. It's all directed towards the Father. Yeah. You know, the, when, when the apostles said, hey, Jesus, John taught his dudes how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Teach me, teach me how to pray. Oh, my gosh. oh no. How, where that did that just, come from? That came from a, an abandoned village in the back of my mind. That just went south. <laughs> he said, our father. Uh-huh. And it goes all the way back to David and the father. Mm. So how do we know what the father looks like? The Father is love. The Father is the fulfillment of our hope and our joy. Well, and we would say, too, like kids kids look like their parents. Yeah, and know? act like their parents. You know? And so Jesus is the son of the son of the Father. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what God looks like. But we have some beautiful images and some, and some hints, some clues as to what he looks like. But it's certainly worth your contemplation this Advent slash Christmas of, of what what does God look like? What what is his when he when we say, Lord, show us your face, let us see your kindness, you know? It right looks on. like the love of a father for his children. It's three days away from Christmas. Happy almost Christmas, Father O'Brien. I can't believe it. I can't I believe it. I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> it's Mass. gonna be amazing. So the next time, next episode, it will be the Christmas season. Okay, if you need to find a place to go to Mass, 7-Eleven North Country Club. Boom. Come from, uh, you, can, you can drive from wherever you want. Look at uh, St. Francis Two Xavier. Christmas Eve Masses, three Masses on Christmas, including Midnight. I might be there. All right, we got to go. Um, we're so glad you listened. Happy Advent. Merry Christmas. Almost. God bless you.